0: welcome to drive-thru Review number 600 today we're going to take a look at monopoly gamer now this is what you see here is actually the collector's edition of monopoly gamer this one's a little bit more expensive I think this one's 40 bucks and then you can kind of get your kind of everyday monopoly you got the same size box kind of a longer box for 20 or 25 dollars And there are also extra little characters that you can buy. Now, one thing that comes in this edition only, I believe, is this uh, Bowser characters. This is one of the characters that you can play. I'll give you a close-up of some of the rest of these uh, miniatures in a minute. They're actually really cool. Uh, So what this is, is it's kind of like Monopoly, and it sort of feels like Mario Kart. Mario Kart. I've heard people compare it to Mario Party. I don't know. I would say this is more like Mario Kart Monopoly. That would be probably a more, I don't know, accurate name for the game. So you say, Joel, what are you doing? Why are you reviewing this game? Well, we have to leave that to the review. Don't get too excited or too worked up. Let's go in and look at uh, how the game works. It's different than Monopoly a little bit. And I'm sure you've seen it. It's it's been out there uh, pretty kind of uh, naturally uh, hyped up. Sort of the uh, organic uh, hype engine is this kind of word of mouth's been spreading. People have been picking it up. People have been hating it without playing it. People have been playing it and hating it. People have been playing it and loving it. So let's jump into how it works, how it's different. And I'll give you my thoughts. Okay, just want to do a quick examination of the collector's edition, sort of how it's put together. I think the only spot you can get this right now is GameSpot, which is where I got mine. And they actually had a deal where you could get this plus one of all the other figures that you can get in it. So this is neat because it has a sort of flip top lid. Woohoo, that's really neat. And then it has here spots for these are all the extra characters that you can get. So this one, like I said, comes with the main four characters. And then you get the extra Bowser, which is only available, as far as I know, in this collector's edition box. And then these folks here, I got Rosalina. For example, she comes in a sort of booster pack. Now, it's not a blind booster pack because you can see through it and see exactly which figure you're, you're getting. And they also have here the raccoon Mario. is a cool little one there. And so these are pretty neat. They're kind of pre-painted little dealies. And uh, they're kind of a nice sort of soft plastic but pretty sturdy. They're not real bendy or anything like that. And they give you a little spots here for the dice. So in the game, you're going to be rolling two dice, but one of them is a D6. And the other is a special power die, and this will be activating different powers, or in this case, giving you three coins. And speaking of which, here are the coins, and these are plastic coins in this edition, and they're cardboard chips in the normal edition, so you can see you've got fives and ones there. And then we have really cheap cards. Uh, I guess kind of the only bummer, these are real cheap. I mean, it's almost like 100 pound card stock, you know, you can get at Staples or something. So you get cards for all the characters, and when you buy, for example, Luigi, you will get a card with his little pack there. And you also get a sticker, which I'll show you. And then you have here the property cards, of course, and these are different locations in the Mario universe, acorn Plains. It's got the rent and all that stuff and the points. And then there's these boss cards and you're gonna be fighting bosses uh, like Larry Koopa, Lemmy Koopa, and so on. And then we're gonna pop open the tray here, and then underneath we have the board kind of fancy take that and then underneath that we're going to stick the rule book and i think this is a different uh, style of rule book it's got this really weird felt feel which is odd and the only other thing i really wanted to show you here was here's where you put all the stickers for all the characters Uh, So the rules are pretty straightforward and easy. We didn't have too many questions that came up. We did have some, but it was all pretty much in here in common sense. So let's set up the board. It's really simple and easy to explain. Okay, I've gone ahead and set up the board and everything. I just went ahead and put the property uh, cards here right next to the property, or you can just leave them in a stack and then just fish through them as people buy them up. Super easy. Players are gonna start with a little bit of money because you actually will lose money quite frequently during this game through the effects of other players and also landing on spaces like this, which I'll show you. Now, before you start the game, of course, you're gonna to need to choose a character. And like I said, you've got your four characters here that come with the basic game, the one that you'll find at Target. You've got Mario, Yoshi, Donkey Kong, and Princess Peach, and then Bowser, and then cards for the rest of these. Now, here is the, probably the most important part of the review is how you do this is going to determine kind of who you're playing with and how much interaction and fun in my opinion you're going to have with the game now if you're just playing with kids and this is going to be a great game to just play you know with kids right in that kind of eight to ten range in there uh then i would say just everybody pick their favorite character and then you start playing Now what we've done, and I've actually played this with my gamer group, is they have what's called a party mode in the game where each player will actually choose two characters. So maybe I'll do Princess Peach and Donkey Kong, or I'll do uh, Princess Peach and Rosalina, or I could do, what's a good combo here? Just to give you a hint, Princess Peach and Tanuki Mario is actually a really cool combo. They say combo, well, each of the different characters has special abilities. So for example, Princess Peach here, she has the star ability which says collect rent from the bank for each property you own and she's also got a red shell ability which says choose any player to drop four coins now everybody has a star ability so donkey kong's got a star ability steal three coins from each player and they have another ability here that matches with the pow so what happens is each player has a star ability so when they land on the space that has a star on the board they'll activate that and then they'll have an ability that matches one of the icons on this special die So whenever you roll a red shell like this, normally what you'll do, you will take a look at this little reference card, is choose any player to drop three coins. However, since you have a kind of a power as Princess Peach that overrides this, you can choose any player to drop four coins. So that's how that goes. And so on your turn, you're gonna roll the two dice, the movement die, which is gonna tell you you move three spaces, and then the special power die, which is normally gonna allow you to activate these different powers. So you can see you can make any player drop three coins, the player in front of you drops three coins, steal two coins from a player, all players drop a coin, lots of of losing coins. And then this is collect three coins from the bank and this is on the die twice. And then on the other side of this card, it gives you basically your turn breakdown. So you roll the die and then you can choose which of these to activate first. So you might actually activate the power from the red shell and then move three spaces or move three spaces and then activate the red shell after that now the other thing you can do is like i said you can do this party mode where you end up with two characters so at any point on your turn you can uh, swap out characters so if i had princess peach and donkey kong maybe i'll have princess peach on the board right now and then i'll move her maybe to land on her star space and then swap in donkey kong and then he will then activate his special ability because maybe I rolled a special ability. So you can swap that out. And the rules even say like you can use any character. So you can just put all the characters out and then swap them out as you wish as long as it's not on the board. So we could just put everybody out and have all these cool powers. And have having tried that, that seems like it would be uh, kind of fun, but maybe not until everybody's kind of played the game and kind of understands all the various characters. So let's just discuss these characters in a little bit more detail before I get into too much of the other gameplay. So like I said here, you've got a nice combo here with Tanuki Mario and Princess Peach. And this is also an easy way to show off how cool these characters look. So let's look at Princess Peach's uh, star ability. It says collect rent from the bank for each property you own. So if you own a bunch of properties, that's obviously gonna go up. But if we take a look at Mr. Tanuki Mario here, it says, advance to the next unowned property, you may buy it. If there are no unowned properties, do So this, you can use this fella here, he's gonna move up, you're gonna get a property, and then that's gonna boost her ability uh, when you use it. So that could be a good combo. And just kind of, you got sort of your wild card ability here, this is Boo the ghost. When he lands on a star, or she, you may drop three coins to use the superstar ability of any other character on the board. So you gotta pay three coins, which is nothing to be sneezed at, I should say. Uh, So you got a lot of things you can do here. Now we played where you kind of draft them and you shuffle up and deal out a certain amount. Everybody goes around drafting them. You shuffle up more and then the person that was last in the pick will pick first in the second group and so on. So what happens as you move around the board? Well, let's say a warrior rolls here and they got a two and that, so they're gonna go one, two. Now this pipe is gonna shoot them all the way to the next pipe. Now, as we have seen, Players are going to be dropping coins. So maybe Donkey Kong was here and you caused him to drop a couple coins. And then Yoshi was back here and he had a coin drop. So whenever you move through and pass these spaces or land on the spaces, you're going to collect all those coins that were dropped and add them to your supply. And the other spaces that you might land on, of course, are these properties here. And you can see the cost of the property. And just like a real monopoly, you have the option to buy it for that value, which is always the rent value. And you can pay one for it. Now, if you don't have any money or you don't feel like buying it, then it's gonna go up for auction. And then everybody gets a chance to auction uh, for the property and you get it. So now that I own this property though, when somebody else lands on it, let's say Yoshi lands on it there, they're gonna to have to pay me rent. If I have uh, one of each of the pair, all the properties are pairs in this edition, they're gonna have to pay you the higher amount. So they'd have to pay $2 for landing on either of the brown spaces there. at any time when you need to expend money or drop money then you may turn in the property and you can flip it over and see you can get a buck for it now this just goes back into the supply so somebody else can buy it later So you want to have a kind of a good shield of these coins to protect you from that. Because as you can see at the bottom of these properties here, these are the points that are gonna give you in the victory in the game. So at the end of the game, you're gonna get points from properties as well as boss cards, as I'll show you. But anytime, let's say Yoshi was broke and he had to drop a coin based on one of the other abilities, then they could just discard this and then they would get a coin and of course, pay the coin to the bank. And there's stuff you can do, of course, is you can land on these little blocks here. When you land on those, then you're gonna just roll the D6 and then you're gonna get that many coins out of the bank when you land on those little question marks. When you land on these little stomp of blocks here, then you're gonna have to drop uh, two coins onto the board like that. Now there's also free parking. This does nothing, it's kind of a free space. And next over here, of course, you have the go to jail spot. And there are other effects and things that will send you to jail. And so what happens when you're in jail? So when you're in jail, you basically skip your turn. Now there's a couple of ways to get out of jail. The first thing you can do is you can just pay $5. You'll move out of jail and then you just take your turn as normal. And the other thing you can do is if you don't wanna spend $5 or don't have $5, then you can roll a die. If you get a six, then you move out and take your turn as normal. Now you do that uh, twice in a row. And then on your third turn, you'll just come out. So at most, you'll skip two whole turns uh, based on that, unless you have money, of course. Now, while you're in jail, you can still collect rent. You can still trade, which I haven't talked about. Just like regular Monopoly, you can trade money and properties with other players. Now, you can't trade boss cards here. And the other thing that you can't do while you're in jail is participate in any boss fights. Now, how do boss fights work? So based on the number of players, you're going to build up this boss deck in a certain way. And then anytime anybody lands on or passes go, and they're going to collect two bucks, and they're going to collect any coins they would have as as they walked through. So they're going to have that money. And then you're going to flip over the top boss card, and these are always in order. You can see this is the number one. And you're going to flip that up, and then the player who triggered that, who passed go or, or landed on it, can get the first opportunity to fight the boss you can see and get those points there so this is larry Kuba. you got to pay a dollar to fight so you have to pay a dollar and you just roll a d6 and there's nothing else uh, no modifications or anything on that so you pay a dollar if you want you can pass and then you roll and if you win you get the card for points and then you also get a cool effect that says take the least expensive unowned property on the board but let's go all the way down here to the last boss And there's eight total. You can see this is uh, Bowser Jr. Now, he costs $5 to fight. And it says you need a six to roll. And it says if you roll a three or lower, all other players pay Bowser Jr. one coin. And if you win, you collect all coins on this card in addition to the 60 points there. Now there's other cool effects and things and other ways to get money actually on the card so the winner will get the card and the money. But this is also a timer for the game. So after the eighth boss, or less if you less than four players, has been fought, that's the end of the game. But that's literally the game. You run around, you try to pick up properties, you try to collect enough coins to protect your properties and also give you money, of course, to purchase properties and also pay for the boss fights. And then of course you get the points out of the boss fight. So you really want properties and boss trophies, I guess you'd call them. And whoever has the most points at the end of the game is gonna be the winner. And then every five coins is also gonna be worth uh, 10 points at the end of the game. Okay, so that is Monopoly Gamer. Uh, so there's a couple of ways to look at this. One, is it is it a good kids game? And B, is it a good kind of adult slash gamer game? And I would say yes and no in both cases. So the reason it's not a good kids game is because it's really friggin' mean and really random and really lucky and it's gonna be very frustrating. And I think if your kids are not okay with getting uh, screwed over by the dice and all that kind of stuff, then they're not gonna have a great time playing this because they're just gonna be giving their money to Billy or Sally or whatever Uh, and that's not going to be fun. And then Sally's going to be cackling and laughing at Billy. That's what usually happens. And so that's not going to be super fun. Now, you've got cool little Mario things that you can do. And if your kids are like whatever, you know, they're okay with just having bad stuff happen, which I don't know. I think like most kids aren't. I don't know. It kind of depends. I've met a lot of people in my life and they all react differently sometimes, but that would kind of sway people away from it. So, but if, if you have kids that can get over that and enjoy that, then it should be really, really fun, because it's just kind of a fun, chaotic mess for about a half an hour, 45 minutes. Now, moving into like, you know, would you bring this to a game night, which I did as, as kind of an experiment and a laugh, and did not think anybody would want to play it, and they did. Now, we played, as I said in the review, the walkthrough, the kind of drafting the characters thing, the uh, party mode that was really interesting Uh, i don't know that you actually have that much choice though it kind of seems like you're like "Ooh, i got this cool little combo and i'm going to do some interesting stuff with it and uh, i think i had princess and the toad i can't remember off the top of my head what made me think that was a good combo uh oh yeah that was because it was if one wasn't really going to be good then the other would be good no matter which ability i rolled um uh so but i mean there's some thought to that because you maybe you know mario drops stuff on the green shell and then the princess gets stuff on the red shell so maybe you take two different ones um, and so you have more options to swap out who's on the board and all that stuff and then like i showed you the tanuki and the princess can have a cool combo where they could really build up and kind of snowball a little bit however the game is monopoly so it's a thousand percent luck so you might be like cool i'm gonna get this ability and land on the star and you're like i never landed on a star the entire game (laughs) so that kind of you know is whatever but the interesting thing about it where i'm like yeah you should might maybe try it is because if you sit around with the gamers and you can kind of see who's winning right so Billy's got a lot of coins, they don't have a lot of property, uh, and then Francesca's got a lot of property, so you're like, okay, if I'm going to do something where it gives me a choice to steal from, then you're just going to go pick on the leader, which isn't really uh, much of a choice, but it's kind of there. And then you get in kind of you know this situation where you're kind of watching, I'm going to do this, and then you start to uh, negotiate and be like, you know, we really need to Kind of whittled down Billy's little shield of coins because they've got a lot of coins. They only have like one property right now, and Frankie's only got, you know, he's got five or six but they're going to be able to gobble up stuff and we can hammer frankie anytime but you've got this little timer here and you've got a lot of points here now these are always safe once you get boss points you can't lose those but like i said if you if you have to pay money and you don't have money you've got to give back one of these properties to get the money that you owe Uh, if you run out of money completely and have no properties, you're not eliminated or anything it's not like real monopoly but uh so that actually does uh, make for some fun gameplay. I think everybody that I played it with liked it And none, none of us said like oh, that's a really good game and it really reminds me of exploding kittens And I know I had one person <laughs> Send me a message that said I am now Unsubscribing from your channel because you said that you had fun Playing exploding kittens. And I was like really <laughs> like I don't remember saying it was an amazingly designed game but I did say I had fun with it this is in the same ballpark. Now, I will say this isn't like a bad design. Let's, let's be clear about that, because I know folks at Hasbro here and they have a team of folks that worked on it. I think given the parameters of like, make a Monari- Mario Monopoly game, the <laughs> Monario game, uh, you know, do what you can with it and make it so that, you know, your average family that knows Monopoly knows nothing else about games, can pick it up. The rule books, it's a couple pages, you know. Given those parameters, bam, nailed it, I think. So within those parameters of design, it works well. Now you can get these kind of tit for tat situations where like you stole from me, so I'm stealing from you. We're letting Billy run away with the game. It's got all those kind of monopoly problems. But if you kind of pull yourself out of that and kind of treat it as, I hate this term, but I think a lot of people use it as a beer and pretzels game. I I hate that term because I never drink beer and eat pretzels when I play board games ever. (laughs) So... um, yeah so that's fun so to me this is such a strange thing this, that's, there's so many connotations with beer and pretzels like i wouldn't play this game with kids and eat beer and pretzels probably not if you do that it's fine but it's just strange so this is a game though this is how i classify this style of game is this is a game that you can play you it'll kind of keep you busy and keep you having fun while you kind of do other things. I don't mean you get up from the table, you disengage from the other players, you ignore the game. You're still focused and all that, watching what's happening. But you can kind of have a conversation about something else. And I know that's not really, that's a, it's a thing, though. That's a thing. And I, I've enjoyed that with Exploding Kittens. It just gives you a chance to just be goofy and talk smack to your friends. This is in that same kind of vein, and it's fun. It's, it's uh, I think it does what it expects, and all that kind of good stuff. I know I'm probably analyzing this way more than some people think it's worth, but I think it's worth it because you know it's uh, it's fun. So I have to tell you about it. That's <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But that's it. So I would take a look at this now. My thing is, the one kind of caveat to that was if I just got like the basic game for 25 bucks with the four characters, no way, I would not have any fun with this at all. My fun would go through the floor. Now, because we can kind of do a quick little draft of characters, say, okay, I'm gonna try to get this little combo working, and on my turn, oh yeah, okay, I'll swap him out, move them up, activate the star, you know, and maybe activated the special ability before I swapped, because you can only swap once per turn. And uh, so that kind of stuff, is this, oh, decision, okay, go, your turn, and it moves, moves right around. I think it took us just under an hour, and that was with like rules explanation, and like just, there was some little weird thing we got hung up on in terms of timing or something with some of the special abilities. Uh, I have seen a designer actually answer just a small handful of questions on uh, BGG. Cause some of them like, well, if I get the you know special ability and it's worse than the actual default ability, do I have to take that? And it's like, no, just choose the better one and go. So a couple of weird you know, real, rules lawyery kind of things came up. Um, but yeah, so do I recommend it? i don't know <laughs> i don't recommend it without all the extra stuff though so at that point you're talking you're running up to like a 70 dollar game i mean you can you can skip the collector's edition but if you got the base game 25 bucks eight four thirty you're looking at like 60 bucks probably for all that stuff 50 60 bucks yeah i don't know about that you know i i got kind of honestly sucked into it a little bit with everybody saying oh my god it's so good you know and then and it's fun but uh anyway i'm kind of rambling more than i should But hey, it's episode number 600 of the reviews, so I'm going to do something fun. So that's what I did. Okay, Monopoly Gamer, do I recommend it? No, but it's fun.